From Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail podcast with your hosts, Mark Redmond and Mike Nartolinas. Welcome to episode 28 of the Jumping the Rail podcast from Tony Town, Champaign, Illinois. I am Mark Redman, and I'm trying to digest this uh, bourbonish tequila concoction Marco just gave me. Codigo. Thank you, George Strait. I think you mean damn you, George Strait. Well, depends on your perspective, <laughs> I suppose you'd say. I've, I've been spoiled by the Terramana over these past several episodes. Oh, we, and we, we do have Terramon today. Why do we have Terramon today? Because Reedzilla's here, baby. <laughs> Kyle Reed, how are you, buddy? Good, how are you? Not too bad. Thanks for filling in. For those that don't know, a friend of the show, Kyler Nargelinas, is a pretty big deal, apparently, in fall baseball and got traded to another team today, which meant that Narge had to go and be dad and go to another ball game on no notice today, so... So he's going to hopefully maybe try to call in later on, he said, possibly. But uh, for now, we got Reedzilla in the house. He's going to help us out today. And uh, we got plenty to talk about, that's for sure, Kyle. Uh, good to me. Yeah, we got all kinds of things. We got All Out. We got CM Punk. We got Signings, Crash at the Castle. Promotions. Various things. And, uh oh. So it says it's going live, but we're not. So hang on. Okay. We're going to start over with the music. You ready? Ready. Because apparently we didn't go live. That doesn't mean a second shot, does it? Yeah. No, I can actually talk normal with me. From Champaign, Illinois, this is the Jumping the Rail podcast with your hosts, Mark Redmond and Mike Nartolinas. All right, welcome to episode 28 of the Jumping the Rail podcast here in Champaign, Illinois. This is Mark Redman, as usual, joined by our producer, Marco, and uh, special guest today, we're joined by Reedzilla once again, Kyle Reed. Kyle, how you doing? Good, how are you? Not bad. Uh, Kyle's filling in for Narge. Uh, he had to go and... Play dad duty. Play dad duty on short notice today, because Kyle got, or Kyler got traded to another team on no notice. So. I just got word Kyler is pitching. Nice. So awesome. that's already a good moment because he was a little disappointed he didn't get to pitch the first couple games he played. Right, right. One of these days I'm going to teach him knuckleball, but uh, I never get around to it. We're working on control. No, then throw slow. and then Lobs don't cut it. Although the trick is a knuckleball is having a catcher that can catch a knuckleball. Wow. I never knew Sometimes. why. I doubt any of them can catch it I right never now. knew why no. Bob Euchre was Phil Necro's catcher in the 60s. Because Bob... Bob Euchre was all over the map all the time. I say, oh, there it is. I'll get that. <laughs> Just a bit outside. Oh, yeah. I love Bob Euchre. So tonight's, tonight's podcast is still brought to you by Terramana because Kyle brought Terramana. 
Always. But before we started, when we were doing our pre-show warm-up drink, we tried some Codigo by George Strait, and I think Kyle lost his lunch almost. <clears throat> bit rougher, isn't it? A little bit rougher. It's got a kick to it, like getting kicked by a, a horse. Meaning a lot bit rougher. Yes. Uh, just a quick one. This is our first, well, our second live show where we've had the video, and the first time we tried it, for some reason, the first 20 minutes was all, the audio was stuttering. So if you're watching or listening and you're having problems... Please directly message one of us hosts and tell us because we'll get it on our phones and we will try to correct the matter. Thank you very much. Amen. Fair enough. All right. So we got a, a cool show today. Uh, we got, like I said, we got a lot to talk about between the uh, pay-per-views coming up. We got some uh, some newsy items with CM Punk, among others. Can't wait. And then we got a guest calling in today. And usually we do our interview like later on. We're going to do it a little bit earlier today. Because our guest is a busy guy. He's got to record his own podcast at about That's 8 right. o'clock. So we're going to have a former manager in Ohio Valley Wrestling, the star maker, Kenny Bowen, calling in. And uh, I think it'll be cool. He's always got some fun stories. And uh, I can't wait. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And if you haven't checked out his podcast, The Bowen Alley, you should. It's it's a pretty entertaining show. Oh, yeah. It was fun when I watched it earlier today. It was fun, for sure. Yeah, you can catch it on YouTube. You can catch it on all your podcast streaming uh, sites and everything, so it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, yeah. So while we're waiting on Kenny, let's uh, let's get into Raw a little bit. Kyle, did you watch Raw last night? I didn't, but I caught up through WrestleZone. Okay, so I kind of know what happened. All right, so it's uh, Triple H is going strong with it. He's still putting on some good shows. It's I, it's kind of where it goes. It starts off solid in the first hour, hour and a half. And then as it gets goes farther into the show, it really picks up, right? Like it gets, it's got more interesting, a more entertaining. Uh-huh. And then the main event was a, just a complete banger last night. Yeah, I heard. I saw some of the priest. videos. Yeah, Edge pulled out a Canadian destroyer because why not? <laughs> <laughs> but he is Canadian, and they were and in they Canada. were in Toronto, right? They were in Toronto, his hometown. Uh, got a clean win on uh, Damian Priest. It was fucking good matches. They gave him a lot of time. Gave him twenty minutes. And then he tried to really end Damian Priest. Yeah, he was he was going to. Then he kind of got uh, whooped on a little bit by Finn, and then Beth uh, saved the day. You know, she. Yep. So I think they're if they're smart, I think they're building to a uh, a tag match coming up. Uh, a tag or three on three. Yeah, but have Beth involved somewhere. Who would a third partner be? Do you think between for Edge and uh, Beth? Uh. Off the top of my head, maybe Ray Mysterio, possibly. But I don't know. It, it remains to be seen, I guess. Dominic, for some reason, and something maybe, happens. Maybe Dominic. Uh, yeah, you have to wait and see. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, one thing I do want to mention is after the show was over last night, I don't know if you heard this. I did hear about it. Uh, Edge got on the mic after the show went off the air and basically announced he was going to retire next year in August. When at, they come to Toronto. When they come yeah. back to Toronto. Right. He wants to have his last match in Toronto. I so, think that'll be awesome. So it sounds like he's got his exit strategy together, and uh, I'm glad he's getting to go out on his own terms this time. Yeah. Because, you know. It's officially a show. Dwayne has joined us. Ah, Dwayne. Oh, you can't knock over anything when you're at home, Dwayne. Oh, he I, can, just not our stuff. <laughs> hey, Dwayne, sometime offline, hit me up. Let me know when we can meet up. I got something for you, brother. Also, uh, message Marco. Let us know how the audio is. Yes. Or just post it right here. I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll get into more of this as we get uh, further along, but I'm confused by something, Kyle. All right. 
So women's tag title tournaments going on. <laughs> yeah. Dakota and EO beat Alexa and Asuka last night. Yeah. Now, if I didn't miss something, the finals of the tournament is supposed to be at uh, Cardiff, right? Uh, Clash at the Castle? Yeah, that's where I thought it was going to end up. Okay, so that's that's good. I mean, that's a good place to do it. But they've already booked this six-woman tag match with Bailey and EO and Dakota against Alexa, Asuka, and Bianca. That's there's no, there's no there's no way that Dakota and EO are not going to be in that match in Cardiff for the tag titles. Right. So they're for all intents and purposes going to have two matches. Yeah. So it sounds like. Yeah, unless there's some kind of a swerve which, you know, it can always happen. It could easily swerve to Sasha and Naomi. Possibly. Uh, I think that would be ideal. And why why are you poking me? But <laughs> That's uh, just not appropriate there, Mark. <laughs> uh, that's all right. See, I used to be able to get away with that when there was no video. But uh, but yeah, so it seems like what I would have done is I would have had some kind of a schmaz last night where maybe some no winner. DQ. Not even a double DQ, but you could have it. Like It would make more sense for Alexa and Asuka to win because then they can get replaced because you know, Trish came out last night. Right, she I started doing something with, with Bailey yeah. from the sounds of it. So I wonder if maybe what they're going to do is they're going to have EO and Dakota in the finals of the tag match, then pivot and maybe have a match Bailey and Trish at the pay-per-view. Very possible. I mean, that'd make the most sense unless you want to do like a title match with Bianca. But it just, Doesn't she already have a title? Bianca, Bianca does. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't have a title defense schedule right. for that pay-per-view. Right. But it, uh, yeah, it just kind of struck me as weird that they were having it where they were already announced for the six-woman tag match, and now they're theoretically going to be in this tag title match. Trips probably has a plan that we're, he's got to. Not, we're not picking up on. I got a feeling he's like three or four steps ahead of everybody. Oh, probably. He probably thought this out before he even took over. <laughs> right? <laughs> Take your sip. Sippy sip. Sippy sip. Yep, got to get my Pepsi in Oh, me. is it is it drink time? Hang on, let me get some, get some of this. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean that drink time. So did you, uh, so you heard about the big debut last night, though. Did you not, Kyle? Uh, when Johnny Wrestling showed up. Yes, I did. Gargano. Yeah. Uh, I was chatting with Narge last night during the show on Messenger, and he was kind of confused about why they did it in Toronto because, you know, he's a Cleveland guy, and they yeah, were just in Cleveland. Just two weeks ago, they were in Cleveland. I think I figured out why. And because I think they wanted to debut him with Theory. I think okay. that was always the plan. Theory's been off TV the last three or four weeks because of family issues. Okay. So I wonder if maybe the plan was originally for that to happen in Cleveland. Very possible. But with Theory not there, this like, we'll push it back to Toronto. Right. Or, or whenever Theory's ready, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Johnny looked good. Had a solid promo last night. Uh, I like the pairing with him in Theory just because, you know, they go back to NXT doing the, uh, the Way was their group there. Their group. But uh, I'm hoping they... Find a way to involve Dexter in that because didn't he come in? And he do uh, something. He last basically night? kidnapped the Miz. Like he popped up out of the stands, put him in a chokehold, and dragged him into the abyss. Now, why I'm confused over that because he kind of interrupted AJ. Well, AJ was in the match too, so it seems like he's helping AJ. Right, and AJ's probably confused. lost. Yeah. <laughs> he's very confused. So I don't know where they're going with this, but I'm 
a big fan of Dexter. I'm a big fan of Sam Shaw in general, going back to when he was in Impact. Okay. But I, I love the Dexter Loomis character. He doesn't say anything. He's like a, just a psycho. Okay. I like psychos. And I think the thing that killed me was they did this. They're the best in bed. They did the this cockamamie wedding angle on NXT with him and Indy Hartwell, right? Uh-huh. And when everybody was about to object, he just turned and opened his jacket, and there was an axe in there. <laughs> Mender says, can we not do the way again? I hope we don't do the way. We don't need the way. Although well, what I'm, is the way? It's a stable. This is the way. The other way. <laughs> uh, I'm not the mandolinian. Uh, now, the way was a stable in NXT, Marco. Uh, it was Johnny Gargano, no Theory, uh, Johnny's wife, uh, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell, who's a wrestler in NXT. So you should do a jumping the rail T-shirt with our logo here, and then big like I'll help you with some artistic. No way, <laughs> Menders would buy it. <laughs> yeah, Menders is one of our uh, our T-shirt customers. She's got a few of our one of uh, our loyal listeners and yeah. sometime assistant co-host. True. So true. yeah, she was at the uh, the big bash USA show Saturday. Oh, I thought I met our thing here. She was at the last yeah. episode too. As far as the acclaim goes, I like it. Makes sense that they had it where the ass boys jumped on Billy. Yeah, because it seems like the ass boys, and I, it's still ridiculous that I have to call them the ass boys. Thank you, Dan Housen. Right. Uh, to put them with Stokely makes sense. Uh, Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, because he's building up kind of an army of heels. You know. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily a faction. It's just. It's like the old managers back in the day, like Jimmy Hart. Nobody teamed up that he was managing, but he managed everybody. Right, yeah. And he's got that. He's got uh, Jade. He's got, well, right now he's got the Ass Boys. Uh, I forget who else it is. Uh, he's been giving out business cards to everybody, and I just can't keep track of it, to be honest with you. No, there's too many people in AEW right now. Yeah, hopefully they get Ring of Honor rolling soon enough so they can kind of split that roster up a little bit. Which is something we did discuss last episode. Yes, you did. Uh, I think we talked about that with uh, maybe Dwayne. Yeah, it was with Dwayne, because I listened to our last podcast earlier. Ah. Nice. We're getting more listens. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I just wanted to hear my great voice on there. Well, you have a natural radio voice, Kyle Reed. It's, I don't uh, have, have a radio face, too. Got a face for it. <laughs> don't I, be all, though. I beat you to it. Yeah, I hope everybody with video is enjoying the look here. I've got the, got the old silver beard going, which is 
kind of drive me nuts. But my wife likes it, so I that's know. all that matters. That's, that's true. That's the old that's the old saying. If you grow a beard and the wife likes to keep it until she says make it stop. I always get that. It's poking me up right underneath the nose. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got that yet. It's uh, it's more visual when she sees something that. Like, I just started shaving my head, and she hasn't complained about that yet, so I'm going to... That's good. Let's keep shaving it, then. Yes. But uh, but I digress. We've... We've jumped the rail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring up something, Kyle, that I heard today. Uh, do you listen to Busted Open? Uh, no, not for, no, not really. Okay. Well, this was uh, something that I heard... Actually, it was yesterday. Uh, Mark Henry was on with Bully Ray and David LaGreca. Okay. And they were talking about Edge because Edge had the biography on A&E on Sunday night. Okay. I didn't see it. I didn't either. But they got started talking about, because I guess they didn't go into a whole lot of like TLC2 and like some other stuff that really should have been mentioned. Right. And they got to talking about the uh, the impact that the TLC matches had on wrestling. Uh-huh. And you know, Bully had a unique perspective because he was actually in the matches. And, well, yeah. But Mark Henry made a statement that I don't, agree with necessarily and i'm going to paraphrase this he said tlc1 is as big as hogan versus andre which i think he's saying that that match is has just as big an impact on wrestling as hogan and andre in wrestlemania no i don't buy that not at all uh i'm you know i'm no fan of hulk hogan necessarily but i'm not an idiot <laughs> there we go okay so we got a we got a little bit of a delay here, but uh, yeah, I mean, Hogan and Andre it sold ninety three thousand tickets. Right. The first TLC match was uh, kind of a garnish for just a SummerSlam, and it was a great SummerSlam. It was the one in two thousand. Okay. But uh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna take one ear out. And uh, but yeah, is. The main event was the triple threat with Triple H, The Rock, and Angle. Oh, because yeah. it was it was different, you right. know. But to say that it's on the same level as Hogan versus kind of kind of kind of heavy handed, you know. Well, that TLC match did not sell out the ninety three thousand seats. No. Hogan and Andre were on the. They were on the poster. On the posters, and just the build to that match was phenomenal. Right. Uh, the TLC match it just seemed like another match in that rivalry between the Dudleys That's exactly and, what it seemed like. and Christian the Dudleys. And in my opinion, the second TLC match was better than the first one, the one at WrestleMania 17. Yeah, because then people knew what to expect. Right, and it was on a bigger scale. It was in the Astrodome. Right. And the crowd was hot for it. It was, I just think it was overall just a, a better match, you know? Yeah. And if they would have stopped doing TLC matches after that one, I would have been happy. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> and like I said, yeah, Hogan and Andre wasn't technically a great match. I mean, with Andre's back problems and. Right. Hogan's, you know, work. <laughs> it was not a technical masterpiece by any stretch, but neither was the TLC match, to be fair. But you're not going to see Hulk Hogan doing a leg drop off the top of a ladder. You're not. No. 
uh, him and Hogan. Yeah. And then, but, uh, but yeah, you're not going to see Andre do a moonsault. You're not going to have Andre wasn't going. But as far as just a cultural impact, there's, I just don't think there's any way that TLC tops Andre and Hogan. Absolutely not. I don't know what, who said that, but. But just uh, he kind of went all in on on his statement. He's like, he thought, and the Greco being a kiss ass decided to agree with him, <laughs> chasing the hug as they say on Busted Open. But uh, Bully didn't really. I don't think Bully agreed with it necessarily. He like let him make make their points, but he right. didn't say yes or no to that. Because I think he was kind of in the same boat as as me, where it's like. Hogan and Andre sold out 90,000 tickets. Well, he doesn't like taking all the credit and everything because he knows there was five other people in that match also, right? right. There was right. triple triple threat TLC, right? Yeah, it was Hardy's, Edge and Christian, Dudley's. And Dudley's. But, so there was uh, five other people. Yeah. And uh, it's, like I said, there was, I think it was a, a quartet of, of matches. There was the Edge and Christian and the Hardys at No Mercy 99 ladder match. Yeah. It was the first one that I just think that was probably the best one, is because it was it was minimal. It was two teams. It wasn't everybody jumping all over each other. Right. And then you go to the uh, triangle ladder match at WrestleMania, which basically was TLC without the name. Right. Because they put tables in there anyway, and probably chairs too. Chair, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but that was one where Edge and Christian were baby faces. So it was mainly the Dudleys were the heels in that match, <clears throat> and because the table was the hook on there. Because right. They were putting everybody through tables at that point. And then you go to T- uh, TLC1. That's when Edge and Christian were the heels. And nobody wanted them to win. <laughs> because if I remember right, that SummerSlam is in North Carolina, so everybody was kind of pulling for the Hardys. Right. Because they're from there. They're come from there, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it was, that's one thing that always struck me as weird was that Edge and Christian won all of those matches. Uh, not the No Mercy match. That was the Hardys, but... All the TLC matches, it was... That is weird. I those, didn't even realize that. Those first... Well, the yeah, triangle ladder match and the first two TLC matches were Edge and Christian winning. And then uh, then for some reason, they did another TLC match like two months later. With, uh, and they threw Benoit and Jericho in there. Why? Uh, well, they were the champs. And oh. for some reason, they decided to do... And they did it on free TV. Which it I, seemed that, odd to me. Yeah, that should not have been on... Free no, TV. no, and they definitely shouldn't have had TLC matches like six weeks apart. But uh, right now, that being said, I did enjoy Chris Benoit and Jericho as a tag team. Yeah, because it just made sense. You know, they're, they're Calgary guys. You know, they're, they wrestle alike, I believe. Yeah, yeah. They were both trained at the same place, weren't they? Yeah, they were both uh, Heart uh, Calgary Heart, guys. Yeah, Heart, uh, uh, the sure. dungeon. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was. Technically, in the dungeon, I think it was at the Hart Brothers camp. Oh, okay. But the same techniques, you know. Yeah. They they used, like, I think Stu had written a book about training, and they used the book. And I think it was, I forget which brother it was. I think it was Keith, I think, was running the school. That sounds right. But, yeah, so, I mean, they were a couple years separated, too. Benoit was there first, then Jericho was later. Right. But, yeah, so just, they made sense as a team. Uh, It didn't last long, because then Benoit got hurt. That's when he had his neck problems in oh, 2001. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of 
went down the drain a little bit. You know, they didn't really get the time. And I think that would have led to some pretty cool stuff during the invasion angle. Yeah, it would have. That would have been probably fun. I had so many different issues with the invasion angle. It's, uh, I mean, I get it. all the WCW guys were under contract at Time Warner, so they didn't want to, they just want to sit home and cut a paycheck. Right. But if Triple H isn't hurt, if Benoit isn't hurt, if Guerrero isn't fired, they could have done so much other stuff there. They could have. There were so many people there that could have made it bigger than what it was. Right. Or even if uh, if Vince had brought Jarrett back in. You yeah. Know? And if uh, they wanted Ray Mysterio to just wait until his contract expired from WCW before they signed him. Right. It was about a year later when yeah. they got him in. And Goldberg, he I don't know what did he uh, just do the same thing? Same thing, yeah. He just they just sat at home and wrote out their Time Warner contract. And Sting just said Nash, no, right? Steiner, Sting, uh I think Hogan. Uh, yeah, probably. But yeah, it's just <laughs> these guys were getting their big guaranteed contract from WCW and doesn't uh Norton didn't come over, did he? No, Norton never did WWE. He was I think he went back to Japan. That sounds right. That because that's where he started. He was, right? he was a big deal in Japan. Yeah, he, he's a big guy. He's, well, yeah, he was an over the top. You know? Yeah, making a movie reference and Marco's not in here to chime in. It's probably driving him nuts. Maybe he heard it on his earbuds. <laughs> I'm gonna hear later. Just as soon as it goes through, he's gonna over the top, and I'll hear him running down the hallway and <laughs> him and Scrappy because he he loves he loves Sly. You know. Yeah. Which to be fair, that was I think that was the first movie my brother ever saw in the theater. Over the top, over the top, yeah. I love that movie. It's a good movie. I enjoyed the heck out of it. But uh, but I digress. You know, we're we're way off. We're way off the rails. We're way off. Yeah. Every time we're about to get onto a subject, I'm worried that we're going to lose our audio. Right, right. right. <laughs> we don't want to go too deep into a conversation. No, but uh, but we will. Well, we definitely will because that's how we. Because will. I have a list of topics, and by God, we're going to get to. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are we on topic number two now? Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I bullshitted for a few minutes and then got into a topic. Then we fell off of a rabbit hole. Yeah, we didn't just jump it. <laughs> yeah, we, we jumped it, kicked it, and set it on fire. <laughs> so, let's talk uh, Clash at the Castle, Kyle. Okay. Cardiff, Wales. Uh, I think it's I think it's all-out weekend, isn't it? Is it the same weekend that they're doing What it? What's the weekend date? Uh, the Third and fourth, I think. I but think I, that's the same weekend as. But since out. it's in the UK, it'll be on earlier. Yeah. So. So they'll miss each other, I guess. Right, right, right. Uh, right now, all they they don't have a whole lot confirmed for that show yet. They've got uh, Drew and Roman. They got Sheamus and Gunther got announced Friday. Whoopity doo for the IC title. That's gonna be a fun match. Is it? They're gonna just knock. I the haven't shit seen out of each Sheamus other. in a while. And he I, hasn't changed. He hasn't. <laughs> he looks exactly the same. But those two guys are just. They're going to knock the fuck they're out They're brawlers because yeah. they're both from over there, right? Yeah. Uh, one's Irish and Gunther, one's... Gunther is Austrian you... and, uh, and Seamus is Irish. But uh, People like to fight. This is true. Uh, Shayna Baszler with Liv Morgan, SmackDown Women's Championship. That's going to be interesting. I'm one. hoping that Shayna gets the belt, but I got a feeling they're going to keep riding this underdog wave with Liv for, for a while. I think I think Ronda might come out at some point. Possibly. Throwing a fit. Yeah, uh, they can't have a tag title match because the Usos aren't allowed to leave the country because of their illegal problems. Oh, had. boys, boys, uh, boys! Yeah. That's why they weren't on uh, Raw or SmackDown this weekend because it was in Canada. Oh, okay. So they couldn't 
across the border. So I got a feeling there's not going to be a tag title match unless they do a shotgun title change to yeah, get the titles over there. I doubt it. Probably not. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Riddle and Rollins they announced. Yeah. So that I'm started hoping, last night, right? Yeah, I'm well, hoping they factual fighting against yeah, each other. Yeah, I'm hoping that they actually add a step to that street fight or something. Is Randy cleared to come back? He's yet? not cleared yet. Dang, I was hoping he would just come in and RKO the crap out of right, Seth. Right, but yeah, I mean they've had a couple matches already that were just straight up matches. So mm-hmm. I think now's the time that they add that that street fight stipulation to yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. Make it a Scottish street fight or something. Make some right. kind of a gimmicky title for it. Well, I think Riddle's tougher than what Seth's looking at. Oh, man. Riddle's he's legit, man. He's yeah. an MMA guy. And I like what they're doing with Riddle right now. They're kind of making him less goofy right now. Yeah, he's being more serious, right? Yeah, yeah he's kind of he's kind of butched up a little bit. And, uh, Good. <laughs> not to be confused with Butch. Uh, right. Pete Dunn. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be awesome. I hope Riddle beats Seth. I, I think he probably will. But, uh, yeah, so... As a contrast to that, then you look at All Out. They've only got like four matches announced for that so far, and wow, <laughs> they've only got two weeks. And why did I don't? It's, I'm scratching my head, man, because they got this huge main event booked for All Out, Moxley and Punk for the Unified World Title. Yeah. Then last week they pivot and they say it's going to be on Dynamite. I read tomorrow. something about that, and I don't remember why it was. Yeah, they got there's rumors and theories flying all over the place right now with punk they're right uh you know the story that's going around is he went into business for himself with this promo last week calling out page even though he wasn't there right trying to make him look bad i guess i I think punk did at that moment yeah when he knows he's not there Mm -hmm. try to make him look like a punk when he's not but if he's not careful he's gonna turn into a heel (laughs) right and he talked talked about walking out about something uh yeah that's what somebody was saying that there was there were threats that he was gonna quit the company Mm-hmm. But uh, I wonder if maybe this is just Tony wants to get the belt off of him sooner than later. So maybe have Mox beat him on Dynamite. And I can see Mox beating him. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Mox is Teflon right now. He's probably the hottest thing they got in the company. Oh, yeah. Biggest, biggest baby face. Uh, definitely most popular. He moves the merchandise. Yes, he does. Uh, he's not my favorite wrestler in AEW. I've... I think I would reserve that for uh, Kingston. Eddie. Eddie, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I don't think Eddie's going to get a, a sniff around the world title anytime soon. I think he should. But... He should. Definitely should. I don't. I think he's kind of in limbo because he's done with Jericho. Yeah. And they haven't really done anything with him in the last couple weeks to where to give him any kind of a, uh, a story. Right. It's uh, They've got Ortiz and Ruby going up against... Uh, is it Ty and Sammy coming up in the mixed tag? Yeah, probably. So they're doing that. The Kingston's kind of just Off like support. He's, he's like support. He's in their corner and everything. Right. But they haven't put him in a in a feud. Well, maybe he has a minor injury that it they could don't be. want to talk about. You know, I've watched Eddie for almost 20 years, probably 15 years. He's always got some kind of an injury. He's always banged up to some degree. Well, when you but go he's, as he's long a, as he does. He's a trooper, man. He fights through it. He's a tough he's a tough son of a bitch. Right. But uh but yeah, so I'm hoping that they do something with that. Uh Claudio uh being the Ring of Honor champion, I like he's gonna I hope that he goes he can go to like both shows. I think he's needed for both because he's he's a name. Yeah, because he's part of the uh club. 
Yeah, the Combat uh, Blackpool Club. Combat Club was was three goal. Speaking, I, I feel like this shot glass because the end ended piece of dice. You actually get a little less of the shot. What did we roll on that dice? It looks like a nine. Uh, it's a, a middling roll. It's, no, it's, it's not, not a it's one. A, it's a death roll. You died. <laughs> at least it's Trust not me, a, you died. At least it's not a natty one. <clears throat> so we've been having a lot of audio problems. We don't know what it is, folks. Uh, we got the cameras back on. We're hoping that this doesn't happen anymore, but just bear with us. We've never had this before, but these last two episodes for some fucking reason. So I've been digging in trying to research it, but until you go live, you don't know because this does not happen when you record the show. It's only when it's live. Right. Yeah, because I know we had that issue last week or mm-hmm. two weeks ago. In last the, episode and then yeah. this one, Thanks we've had now. these problems. It's right. like, come on, man. Are we terramining now? Now it's time for our... Unofficial sponsor, Terramana. The te- the people's tequila here. You the people's know. tequila. One of these days, somebody's going to say, you know, they keep talking about your tequila on this little tiny podcast. Well, and DJ's gonna, spends money and, on, plenty of money on it. And DJ, DJ's going to tweet about us, and all of a sudden we're going to have 4 million listeners, and like 3,000 of them at least every day will send us hate mail. Just want to be clear about that. <laughs> Because these are opinion shows, and when you this is true. when you throw your opinion out there, there's always some motherfucker and, ready to kill for it. And from what I've heard, I tend to not have the most popular opinions on some things. That's right. Hulk Hogan <laughs> is better than Macho Man Savage. That is not Cheers. my opinion. Cheers. Cheers. S- salute. Cheers. Salute, etc. I can't reach to, you. To the queen. Me? Not to the guy who acts like a queen. Oh. To the actual queen. My bad. Cosby, Cosby Show reference. When Dr. Huxtable and his Trinidadian colleague were playing cricket, and they would say, to the queen, you know. Right. Nope. Because that's a hip reference. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know good TV, man. You know, see what you want. You can say what you want about Bill Cosby being a rotten human being and everything, which is generally true. So but, you'd be accurate. But Dr. Heathcliff Huxtable was a stand-up guy. Legend. I loved his comedy. His oh, sit-down yeah. comedy. Yeah. Sit-down comedy. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Bill Cosby did, sadly, what so many in his position in life have done. They used power, mm-hmm. money, and opportunity to take advantage of take advantage of people that wanted one of or all of the three. Right. You know, we st- it still happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, pay to play, all that. So, you know, he is a shit human being. I mean, I know if I had millions of dollars, I wouldn't be a guy doing that. So, but there's obviously some people that there's something in their brain that triggers them to think, I'll use this to that advantage. They'll never find out, they say. Yeah, right. They won't talk. Thank God people are finding out, and it's hopefully going to like stem that and curb it. But, anyways, back to. Brass by the way, our guest has either not been able to find the Zoom meeting or has not even tried yet. I don't know. I'm just letting you know I have not seen them attempt to come in yet. Right. Well, he, I did send the link earlier. Okay. So it might be, I don't know. So we'll see. Yes, Dwayne, same with R. Kelly, except he was peeing on 12-year-olds. That's even worse. It's it's kind of a, I can actually tie this into wrestling. Yes. And I'm not even talking about Vince. Let's jump in this rail. Let's. Uh, wait, 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 no. no let's, let's talk about Vince for yeah, a minute. No, let's that motherfucker's continue. up to yeah. like, what, $10, 12000000 million in payouts I read? 12 Twelve point two, right? Something like that, yeah. That fucking nuts. I mean, oh, his money. We found out you spent. Well, his company's money. No, they said it was out of his personal finances. If it was out of his personal finances, the corporation wouldn't say it was because the corporation money was used somehow. Hmm. 
All right. Well, whatever. If you spend a hundred dollars, so- if you spend your own hundred dollars on a hooker, ain't going nobody gonna be mad but your wife. But if you go to Carl Hospital and take a hundred out of a drawer and buy a hooker, that's a different story. And I think that's kind of how this was. Maybe. It, uh, that makes sense, but as I don't know all the all the details. I don't frankly yeah. want to know all the details. I mean, there are probably some gruesome ones in there. Yeah, I, that's some mental pictures I just don't want to have. But, but anyway, yep. but back to my original point was, if you look at Bill Cosby, like there are people that can't watch the Cosby Show anymore because of what Bill Cosby did. Because of what transcended, correct? Right, right. transpired. But, excuse me. But I'm able to. I can still watch this show just because, you know, it was such a big part of my youth. And, you know, it's still, it's a, actually it's still very a funny wholesome, show. which is ironic. Right. Even though it's a little creepy at some points. That's what I mean. But, wholesome, uh, but ironic. But it's kind of similar to how a lot of people feel about Chris Benoit. Right. Uh, after what happened with him, people can't watch. Some people can't watch his matches anymore. And it took me a couple of years before I could. Uh, I got back around to it watching like Nitro reruns on, uh, well, the. This was 07, so it was just on DVDs that I had. Right. And right. Then, but, uh, I mean, he's kind of gotten, he's gotten pretty much ghosted out of the, all the, like all the literature and the company, like information. Yeah, and all we need stuff. to have an episode where we just talk about that case. We, we could. Mr. I, Mr. Cable confirmed it was corporate money that led into the investigation. Okay. okay. See, I got to, I got to read more. I own a company. Let me borrow some money for some weird shit. <laughs> Don't get any <clears> ideas. <throat> Digging into the jumping the rail. Hey, hey, I got I got the kick ass one year anniversary <laughs> purple shirt. Who the fuck? Nope. All right, you guys go. This is my son. All right. Doesn't he know no personal phone calls during? No the... shit. Nope. <laughs> I he it. has no boundaries. That's true. All right. So like I said we're waiting to hear from our guest. Uh, like I said, he's got a re- he's. Actually he's recording. a busy guy too. So. He's he's a very busy guy. He's recording his own uh, interview tonight for his podcast. So it could be where he's just doesn't have the time. Right. And if it that's the be. case, then we'll reschedule with him and, uh, and we'll just keep on talking. Yeah, we'll keep talking. We can talk for all. We can talk all night, brother. You could think. I could try. You'd hear me snoring. <laughs> that's true. That's part of the podcast. Yeah. You know, I was told at one time I should be a sit-down comedian like Bill Cosby. Yeah. Because I can't stand that long. Oh, there you so go. So I should just sit up there like him. What I don't... And again, just here's... I'm us. jumping the room. <laughs> yeah. Just going that way. Yeah. Uh, you look at stand-ups. They have that little rickety wooden stool on the stage. Yeah. That thing... Those things are not comfortable. No, people can't sit on those. No. It's a, literally to hold a water bottle or a glass Pretty of much. water. If I was to have a seat on the stage like for I'd have to have like a drum throne or something, I'd you know, sitting in my wheelchair. Yeah, there you go. But I'd have to put a drum throne up there with like the cushiony seat uh, be kind of short, maybe a bar stool, but well, like Jim Jeffries, he has like le- a legit seat on his if you've ever seen a stand-up comedy. I have not. He has a legit seat up there, a chair. Like an old timer's chair that doesn't recline or whatever. Yeah. He has a legit chair that he sits down in every now like and then. A, like a wingback chair yeah. kind of. See, that's, that's nice. Yeah. I, I, I could do that. Yeah. Just sit and bullshit with people yeah. for an hour. Yeah. I, I could go I don't on, know on, that on, I'm, on. I don't know that I'm necessarily funny. Looking. <laughs> Love you anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pot in the kettle, buddy. I don't want to get my on my way out of here. <laughs> oh, you're fine. <laughs> I people can say the same thing about me, so it's all good. I mean, I'm not saying you won't trip down the stairs, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I won't either. 
But I digress. Yeah. Uh, but let's go back into All Out. Yeah, let's go back there. Uh, let's get back on the rails. Uh, yeah, let's reel ourselves back All right, in. so, like I said, I don't... It just... It's just puzzled me why they have Punk and Moxley on TV instead of on the pay-per-view. I think just, it should be on the pay-per-view. Absolutely. Because, I mean, the build to the match, they were saying this is the biggest main event in AEW history. So let's put it on Dynamite. Right. I think maybe it's a, I wondered if maybe it was a ratings grab. Possibly. Maybe, there maybe Tony's that, feeling the heat from uh, from the network. Or do from, you think there's somebody they could, whoever wins the title, they have somebody turn around and face it all out? I wonder, I was thinking maybe if Punk wins... Then maybe Hangman. Hangman, yeah. Maybe they like maybe they heard that promo was like, oh right. wait, we can do Punk and yeah, Hangman. Yeah, we can really in Chicago. Yeah, but uh, that's the only thing that really makes sense to me. I mean, other than you know the obvious thing would, and I've been saying this till I'm blue in the face. I would love to have I don't, I don't know if it happened uh, in Chicago, Punk and Cabana for the world title. That would that'd be fun to watch. That, that print money in Chicago. Yeah, but it'll never happen. I mean, that's one of the things that. They, is Cabana uh, still with AEW? He is. Uh, Tony wasn't going to re-sign him when his contract was up, and I guess it was because of his relationship with Punk. This is just what I'm reading. Right. I mean, but and from what I understand, a lot of the roster like went to bat for Cabana and convinced Tony to re-sign him, and I think he's going to do Ring of Honor stuff. Oh, okay. But, but, yeah, I mean, I think Punk and Cabana ideally could be professional with each other. I mean, they've they go back. Or twenty years yeah. working together, hundreds of times. I really know. haven't heard a lot of hateful things towards each other. They just have an issue. It's it's just legal issues. They yeah. had it was after the lawsuit with the doctor from WWE mm-hmm. when the guy sued both of them for the podcast uh, art of wrestling episode. Mm-hmm. And Punk had told Cabana he would cover all of his legal fees for that lawsuit, and then he wound up not doing it. So that just led just, to more bad feelings and. Wow. I think Cabana sued Punk. It was just it's just it's a big that fucking mess, man. Stupid to me. Yeah, it's another reason I hate the idea of suing my friends because right. It's the reason I won't buy a car from my friends. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my my engine blew up. It's your right. fault. Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So with that match out of well, theoretically out of the equation, mm-hmm. Punk and Mox, all they have. Announced so far as Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm for the women's title. Yep. They have, I'm trying to think, they don't have much. I think they got Jungle Boy and Christian on the books for it. They haven't confirmed it yet. I'm assuming it's probably going to be on there. I think it'll happen, yeah. I think it'll probably be the match of the night, honestly. Yeah. And then the finals of the trios tournament is supposed to happen, I guess. I'm not even a big fan of looking at this trios tournament. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the belts are nice, but yeah. it's... it's and actually, I like a lot of the teams in it because there aren't a lot of thrown together teams. Like, like if they were doing this in WWE, they would just throw random people together. Right. Then I'm talking Vince WWE. I mean, Triple H would have a probably a plan. Yeah, teams that are actually like established teams. teams you know, things that make sense. Factions. But, but like with uh, they had uh, they had Kenny come back on Dynamite. I with did the Bucks. See that. I. That's probably going to win it. I I don't think they'll win it. I think they'll get to the finals. And start another feud. Start another feud, yeah. Uh, I, th- I don't know why they had... One thing that bugs me is they've got Roosh from Ring of Honor, former world champion there. Mm-hmm. He's doing the thing with Andrade, which I like, the Ingo Bernabes, because that is something that they did in Mexico. Uh-huh. But they're jobbing him out every week. He's, right. he's losing to Moxley one week, then he's losing to the Elite. And 
these these guys are fucking stud, man. Right. Quit losing. Right. And this is directed to Tony. You know, book the guy. Put him with Wardlow. Yeah. I mean, even then, if you lose, it's a title match, and he'll give Wardlow a match, you know. Right. But uh, right now they got... uh, Did they announce Wardlow and FTR against Sanjay and Lethal for All Out, or is that just something? I haven't heard that. That might be just for TV, but... Like they don't have anything really announced for that show. Like, right. They don't have Jericho booked for anything. They well, don't he have. Could have a good trios team. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, they might do something with him and Garcia from the looks of last week. Okay. Because Garcia seemed like he was kind of waffling between JAS and Danielson. Gotcha. So that could happen, but they haven't. Uh, we'll find out, I guess, tomorrow when yeah. uh, on Dynamite. Uh. They could do Starks and Hobbs one-on-one. Yeah. Which I would be okay with. Uh, as far as the trios tournament, they got Orange Cassidy and Best Friends of Advanced. They've got the Elites Advanced. And I think that's it. I think I don't think they've gotten the other two teams for the semifinals yet. Which I think will happen tomorrow. Probably. Because I think House of Black is in it. Uh Oh, that's a good the United one. Empire, which I didn't is think about Will Ospreay and Aussie Open from New Japan. Okay. In it. Uh, Dark Order's in it, and then I forget the other team that's in there. But uh, but yeah, so it's all roads lead to the elite in this tournament. But I would like to see it be the House of Black to win yeah, the titles. That would, to me, that'd make a lot of sense because that would bring them up even more. Yeah, than... and Alistair, well, Alistair, listen to me. Malachi. Malachi, <laughs> Tommy End. Uh, he's so freaking good, and... They've got him doing just nonsense. I mean, they're right. finally starting to give him something with Miro. Right. But they've had him just kind of just blowing mist in people's face. And, and that's not his style, I don't think. No. I mean, I loved what they did with him in NXT. Mm-hmm. With uh, when he had the world title there and working with Ciampa, working with Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. And he was very natural. But now they've got him. They're trying to. It's like they're trying to make him their undertaker, kind of. Yeah, that's not going to work. If not him, it's Sting. Yeah. But, but, uh, but yeah, they. I think they're, there's a lot of guys that they could be doing more with in AEW. And I'm not saying everybody needs to be a world champion because, you know, that's shallow thinking. Not you know. Happen. No. I mean, Wardlow is a TNT champion, I think, is a mistake because he's too dominant. Yeah, he's very dominant. Uh, who's who's going to beat Wardlow for, for anything right That'll now? That'll be off the top of my head. And... I I would love to see it be Jay Lethal, because I'm a big Lethal fan going way back. Yeah, but the way they're pushing Wardlow, they're giving him that Goldberg push. Just you know, not gonna lose. He's not gonna lose. He's and he's not gonna take a lot of abuse. Really, no, he's not. But it's cool they did a callback. They put him back with FTR. You know, doing the Pinnacle thing. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, that leads me to somebody else, which is uh, there was a somebody was saying. They could see it where MJF could be coming back. If, Very uh, possible. If Punk beats Moxley, then MJF shows up. Or if Moxley beats Punk, MJF shows up. Mm-hmm. Or if Wardlow beats Lethal, MJF shows up. You never know. Yeah, you never know. He could do anything and get a reaction. I haven't heard anything, even his initials it, thing, being he, brought up. He became an afterthought as soon as Christian turned on Jungle Boy. Yeah, <laughs> he did. It's, it's crazy, because Christian... 
and I told Narge this last week, Christian, I would have had him beat Moxley for the interim world title and go on, go on to face Punk. Just because Christian in his heel work is, I think, would be a much more effective world champion than Moxley. Okay. He's got the, uh, no pun intended, he's got the charisma, you know, having yeah. charisma. Yeah. Uh, he can cut the promos, he can get the heat. You know, Moxley, he's just like, their answer to Steve Austin in AEW right yeah, now. Just says whatever he wants to. He says whatever he wants to, does what he wants to, bleeds all over everybody. <laughs> which Mox, which Punky alluded to in his yeah, promo. Said, Don't get too close to me, you might bleed on me. <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah, he did that with Effie at the, the GCW. Oh, I saw Effie rocks. Effie uh, challenged Moxley for the GCW title, Marco. Came up a little short a couple weeks ago. But they were they were doing a lot of kissing on that. They were, <laughs> and then he, then well, he then. kissed somebody else. Uh, he kissed Dynamite. Punk. Yeah, he kissed Punk <laughs> on the cheek. But oh, still, it was very jealous, Kyle. I'm, a little bit. It's the jealousy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. That's what it gets you every time. You know, you can live your life how you want to. I'm not one to judge, but that was kind of off putting to to watch. Right. In a wrestling context. Right. You weren't <laughs> expecting it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Marco. How was your birthday, sir? You had a birthday this weekend. It was fan-fucking-tastic. I got fucking fucked up we so bad so many times. We didn't get Night Ranger, unfortunately. No, we skipped it. We thought, you know, weather, this weather yeah. sucks, and we'll go somewhere else. And we partied with our buddies, a local band called X-Crush, their yeah. 25th anniversary, and the drinks were flowing. The yeah. Narge was sufficiently tequila I think was, they call was, it. He was nice and juiced up. Hey, he Marco, was, uh, I think we got a phone call here. Oh, wait a minute. It's the Menders. Let's let her in. Hey, Menders. Tell us when you're. Tell us when you can speak. You join right up. Come on. There she goes. There. Can you hear me, Mindy? Hello, Menders. Menders. I can. Can you hear oh, me? There she is. There she is. Hey, you can even turn on your fucking camera. You want me to? Might as well. Uh, as long as you're dressed or undressed, whatever you prefer. <laughs> well, you shut up, Marco. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, we're not picky. Hey, don't get us canceled. There she is. There she is. Hey, Menders. And everybody can see Menders, which is the best part. So it's, it's your timing is superfluous, Menders, because we were talking about this weekend. Superfluous? I think I used that I in the right I think it's context. superb. Uh, yeah, potato, potato. Okay. But, uh, but we were talking about how we missed out on Night Ranger. And if I wasn't hanging out with this guy, I probably would have gone Z1. your way to Mattoon, which you were there. Menders. Can you hear us? not hear me no we can't you keep disappearing on us are you on wi-fi or just on your phone service she said wi-fi i could see her lips Uh move this Uh, makes for for good podcasting to read lips this is good (laughs) oh there no we heard you that time you heard me then okay hold on let me try something here real quick all right she's like she's like I think the vibrator running in the background is being noise canceled too much. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's on your window, Marco. That is. I'm noise canceling the shit out of the vibrators. It's I'll a, be right back. Hold a, on. It's a okay. dill don't. A dill don't. Exactly. <laughs> so back to the birthday party thing. Actually, you know, it brings up an interesting topic. So mm-hmm. today is our executive vice producer in charge of Spanish relations' birthday. Scrappy is 10. Uh, that's a good day he's a good he's also kyle's masseuse during these he is he sometimes does some massage work on the side right i heard mexican masseuses are good sometimes the uh, the happy ending too if he gets in the right he's great i don't get that i mean i know i think scrappy gets the happy okay well as long as he as long as he gets taken care of that's all that matters 
So uh, yeah, we, got, we have uh, friends that have socks that will never be the same because of Scrappy. That is cr- that is true. That <laughs> Shout is out to our buddy Skip. Our buddy Skip has a Krusty the Clown version of a sock. <laughs> uh, also, uh, just a, a sort of sad but still okay note. Our friend Josh that we mentioned during one of our episodes early on. I think like our second episode. Uh, yeah, in three days will be the anniversary of his passing. And uh, so cheers to Josh because uh, we will never forget our best friend. See, I never had the pleasure to, to meet Josh, but I was here. You, you missed very out good shortly things. afterwards, yeah. I always hear great things about him, so, you know, shout out to One him. One of the most fantastic people you will ever meet. And a wrestling fan from what you told me. Uh, nope, nope. A wrestling super fan. Ah, super fan. Yes. Uh, he, right. uh, he, in fact, uh, oh, and by the way, that phone call I got, that was AJ, Airman AJ oh, out AJ. there in California, who is two hours away from us on the, on the time scale and forgot. He calls, he goes, oh shit, you're probably doing the podcast. I said, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll call him afterwards, yeah. but, uh, oh, looks like Menders might be back. Sans camera. Maybe she'll turn her camera on. Who knows? All right. But, Menders, um, she there? She's working on it. Working on uh, it. Let okay. me see here. Uh, well, her mic is absolutely disabled right now, according to this. Like, it's not even available for me to mute, unmute, or anything. But right. we'll let her figure it out. When she All says right. something, we'll hear. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this week is actually, August 23rd is a very busy day. It's uh, it's Scrappy's birthday. Mm-hmm. It is the greatest rock and roll person of Australian descent ever's birthday also. Very good. Yeah, right. Barry Gibb. No, he's a he's more of a pop star. I'd say Rick Springfield's more rock. Rick, Rick Springfield. Uh, yeah. Seventy three years old, looks younger than doesn't look at any of us. We saw him in May, and he looks he's in better shape than any of us. Exactly, better shape, looking better, and all that. And we ain't even talking about looking good. We're just talking about you look at him. You go, you're seventy three, really? He doesn't look like he's sore all the time. No, no. And actually, remember if you remember the show, he, he took a full on dive because oh, yeah. the stage was wet. And he flipped and head over heels, landed, got up, and went fuck, and just went on going on. It was great. Yep, yep. He's a- Menders, can you hear us now? I can. Can there you hear you me? We yep. can. Holy yep. shit! You sound good now. Hey, I think there's <laughs> some. I think there's some smuts on your camera because you're kind of blurry. Uh, so she uses her oily <laughs> fingers. Okay. Sure do. Okay. That better? I, I'm thinking if you have no. a Kleenex or a soft cloth, that might be better. But yeah, you were very blurry there, and it looked like you probably had like a something on the lens, which happens after time smoking. Shut et up, Marco. No, I'm not being rude. I'm saying lenses are really sensitive to everything, dust, everything. They, they are. So. But, uh, so Menders, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your weekend because you. Uh, I had a fun weekend. So you went to uh, to Mattoon for the Zero One USA show uh, on Saturday, correct? And we talked about this on the last podcast when you were with us about the about the card and what was gonna what was gonna happen. So how what was your impressions of the show? Uh, it was a good show. That I I went down there a little concerned about how things might come out and how storylines were going and things like that. But it actually turned out a lot better than I thought it would. So I, I was happy with the entire thing. So Okay. Uh, so the uh, I guess the big match that was on there was Joey O'Reilly and Jonathan Gresham? That was the main event. That was the main event? Okay. It was the main event. Um, that was definitely a different match than what I was used to. Um, it was a very technical match. There okay. wasn't a whole lot of – there wasn't any, like, high-flying spots – uh, I'd heard a little bit of murmurs that some people were a little bored with it, but I personally enjoyed it because I'm a technical wrestler for 
prefer. That's what I usually like to watch more. So it was a lot of like stretches, different ways of uh, moving or manipulating the joints and different things like that. So I enjoyed the match a lot. Okay. Well, I can, um, it was I, fun to watch. I can tell you, I saw, I went with Narge in January to Chicago for GCW and he wrestled, I think it was Too Cold Scorpio on that show. Yeah. And same deal. He was very ground-based, uh, technical, not a lot of flashy stuff or anything. And there was a lot of, he was getting a lot of booze during that match just because he was I didn't realize how short he is. Oh, he's, he's a small guy, but he's very thick. He's, it's he like, is. He's like you're wrestling a fire hydrant. <laughs> yeah. But that was that, like I said, that was the main event. That was, I, that was, I think that's what brought a lot of the people in I'm just sure. because it was Jonathan Gresham. Did he um, go over? Kind of the same idea of what you were saying about GCW. I don't think, I don't think his style is quite what's fitting in with that group, honestly. Mm-hmm. So not that it was a bad match. Like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, uh, who won but, the match? Joey O'Reilly. Really? Yeah. Joey, Joey got the Duke, huh? Joey got the win. Um, Joey had used Mark. Maybe you can help me explain these rules a little bit differently because this is the first time I'd seen a match like this. Uh huh. Um, they had to wear. They only had th- three rope breaks, and they could use two closed punch fists. Okay. Yeah. This is the uh, pure rules match. Yeah, it's, it's a Ring of Honor staple because uh, Gresham was the Ring of Honor Pure Champion for like a year and a half, and it's very gotcha. technical based. It's like, like like you said, no clo- like two close fists. Uh, mm-hmm. You can only use a rope break three times, and if you after that it doesn't count. Like if you're in a submission hold, you can't use the ropes to to get out of it. Right. Well, uh, Joey used two of his three rope breaks. Nobody used any close fists, and Gresham didn't even use any of his rope breaks. Right. And there was a little commotion. Jordan Perry with the low lifes and Tony came out. Mm-hmm. Um, they came out with Joey and then kind of did a little interference in the matches. So I'm not sure, or a little interference in the match. Like Jordan was trying to push the ropes closer to Joey uh-huh. and different things like that. Kind of carrying over from the last show where kind of, yeah. Um, but the referee ended up throwing out Jordan and then it, everything happened so fast. I was watching Jordan and them leave to see if anybody was going to come out uh-huh. after that. And I didn't see exactly how it happened, but I know Joey got the win over Gresham. Cool. cool. Yeah. I know when uh, Gresham was the pure champion in ring of honor, he, I think he had like 12 or 13 successful title defenses and he won with 12, like every match was a different way to win. He used different moves for, for all of them, like between submissions or whatever. So he's. Uh, I wish I would have known more about that then, because I think I would have really enjoyed those matches. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he's kind of really mastered that pure rules style from Ring of Honor. So uh, I think he, actually that might have been the match with uh, Scorpio. I saw. I think that might have been pure rules also. So. And we definitely have one match for September. Okay. Um, the definite match is going to be Chelsea Durden, which went over on Rain. Really? I was really surprised by that one, honestly. Yeah. Does she have a title and match? So uh, Chelsea Durden and Max will be at the next show. All right. So women's title I'm match. excited about that match. I'm really excited about that match. Cool. Both of those ladies scared the bejesus out of me. Just from, <laughs> just from looking at them. They're awesome. <laughs> real, real quick. Uh, uh-huh. 
We have a listener tonight, Ron Walker. Uh, He's been listening tonight. Uh, Shout out to Ron. Shout out to Ron. Uh, Let me add to the system real quick, and then we're going to do a little salute. So so Ron Walker is married to Amanda. Amanda is Josh's daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. And sadly, this morning, we learned of the passing of Ron's brother. Hmm. So I'd like to do a 10 bells for him while he's listening so he can hear it. Absolutely. Thank you. Or maybe my 10 bells doesn't work now. So, Ron, I'm very sorry. 10 bells just died, but we're thinking you, brother. Uh, if you need anything, you know all of us are here for you guys, okay? Anyways, Absolutely. go on. Okay. So, yeah, just uh, moving on from... Uh the main event. Uh, I have to ask Menders. Marvin had a match. Our Marvin bu- did our have buddy. a match. Our good old buddy. And Marvin Mania is still running wild. <laughs> if, uh... He did not. Oh. Damn it, Marvin. Well, he, since he's still a member of the Low Lives, he has to. He's got to represent. He's got to represent that. So um, actually at the end of the match, Kyle shook his hand and told him he was a real wrestler. So we'll see where all that goes. Kyle Pfeiffer, right? Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yeah. Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yeah. Something like that. He's a big fella. Wasn't me. No. (laughs) Did did Marvin bust out the swanton again? No, he did not. Oh, wow. Okay. But glad to see Marvin's on a winning streak, though. You know, I think we're good good luck for him. That's it. I don't know. It must. Well, I haven't figured that out because I've been to every match he's been at, and he hasn't won every match that I've been at. So, well, no, I'm saying the our show is good luck. Oh yes, since he's yeah, since he's gotten the since jumping the rail rub. Here. And okay. kind of goes. Bring up something. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, talking about Shawn Michaels being promoted and Road Dog. Oh yeah, you called it two weeks ago. You said Road Dog needed to come back. Yes, I did. And. Jarrett's gone, and Road Dog went right into his place there. Road Dog took over. Congratulations, Brian. You know, I got to wonder, if Regal had never signed with AEW, he probably would have been the first guy Triple H called when he took over. Probably. Because he was running NXT. He was, he was running NXT. I think he was running the scouting. Like he was doing all the tryouts and everything. Yeah. And he would go to all the indie promotions and watch and look at talent. Yeah, scouting. But, uh, but I don't know if I don't think he's regretting his decision to go to AEW. I mean, he's doing some great work there, on and off camera, which is just what he does. Have you heard his podcast yet? No, I Gentleman Villain. It's called Gentleman Villain. It's him with a guy named Matt Coon. It's on Conrad's podcast network. Well, he has like three thousand podcasts. Yeah, Conrad's not on this one though. Oh, okay. He's just like a producer. Like it's his podcast channel. Because, I mean, he's got so many now. He's got Regal, Foley. Uh, I think Nash has one on his network. Yeah, uh, Paige and Jake the Snake have one. Yo. Uh, um, Arn, Bischoff, Shivani. Is Road Dog on Conrad's yeah. network? <laughs> so, yeah, he's kind of a, a yeah. podcast. Heavy he's cast. Yeah, yeah, he's a podcast mogul now. They're he's talking about trying to bring cats back, too. Oh, wow. Okay. There's a fun fact for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, no, that's the sound. I actually I meant to bring that up at some point, but I just forgot all about it. Kyle, you're right. Yep, again, thank you. Good old Kyle, you're always keeping us in line here. All right, so let's get into our top ten Tuesday here. Anybody can hear a fucking thing right now, just to be clear. Nope. (laughs) Well, then we'll just chat. Okay. (laughs) 
Let's let's do our top ten Tuesday here before we say goodbye for this week. Uh, it kind of goes along with our Wex Luger discussion last week because okay. I almost put this on the last episode. Okay. Uh, top ten physiques, like you know, muscles Muscle and whatnots. Right. You guys are man hunting. <laughs> don't do that. You're on camera. Right. Well, I don't care. I'll embarrass myself until I die. I if there's no audio when they just saw you doing that, yeah. then, like, how do we explain that one? On? All right, so basically it's just, uh, most of these are from, there's a couple present day people, but for the most part it's over the last 35, 40 years. Okay. Number 10, I got Bobby Lashley. Beast. Jacked, you know, totally jacked. jacked. He's kind of like selling himself short wearing the long tights. Yeah, he needs. He should have the the trunks back, then he can show the the delts, you know, I think that's on the legs. Yeah, crazy strong. Uh, number nine, uh, not a fan of his work, but Ultimate Warrior, you know, very veiny. He, I'm, I'm going to wait till the end to see if... The reason Warriors, yeah, the reason Warriors go on the list is because he's not as cut, you know what I mean? He didn't have, like, the abs. Right. He was I, built I like a brick shit house. I think he's in the top ten. I just want to hear the rest before well, I put my thoughts in. Yeah, I'm sure there's people that you would put on there, too. I'm pretty proud of this list. I think okay. it's pretty good. But... Number eight, uh, somebody not a lot of people would have thought about is Jimmy Snuka. He he was fit. He was fit. ripped back in the eighties. Yeah, with all the cocaine when, and when the. He gets up, <laughs> up on that cage, you can uh-huh. tell how fit he is. Yeah, no boots or anything. Just right. his feet had muscles. Yeah, muscles bigger than yours. Well, yeah, and the, being riddled with cocaine is a, a side issue. Yeah, with a lot of people. Uh, yeah, like. yeah. Well, it was the eighties. That's true. But uh, but yeah, so I got him at number eight. He was. Just so cool to look at when you're a kid, you know. Yeah. You get the tiger print trunks and the. Excuse me. Just, and he was a nut, you know. You hit him in the head and he wouldn't sell anything. So he's my number eight. Number seven, I've got Big Papa Pump. I got Scott Steiner on there. He's got his muscles like weird. He's, he's got like a smaller one on yeah. top of his bicep. His muscles have muscles. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's definitely jacked. Yeah. Not so much now. He's kind of he's, well, he's he's starting to get old. And, right. But you look at like. And I'm thinking like 1997 Scott Steiner. He'd, he'd do the multiple pumps. The f- to... He had the freaks and the peaks. He used yeah. to say, "Yeah, old Freakzilla." Yeah, but uh, but yeah, when like around 97, before he was Big Papa Pump, when he was still he with the, the Steiner, Steiner brothers. Yeah, the Steiner brother. Yeah. But he was just massive. He was huge. Yeah. And with his he long could, hair and everything. And he could still do the Frankenstein's and all the crazy athletic stuff. He kind of yeah. went away from that when he went to the NWO. Which I think might have been smart because, you know, when you're a heel, you don't want to do things that people might cheer for. Right, 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 right. Can't do the Frankensteiner. Okay. No. And then later on, he brought that back in TNA. Uh, just doing it off the top when rope, he was, though. Uh, the ma- man, the, the main event mafia? mafia? Yeah. Uh, around there. Was it yeah. Before that time? It was like there and a little before. Oh, okay. You're surprised I remember that. You, yeah. Usually it's in cage matches when he could get a hold of the cage to get yeah. up there. But I digress. Yeah, he was always a, a good one. Uh, number six uh, would have gone along with who was supposed to call in. Uh, Kenny didn't call in. That's all right. He's a busy guy. Uh, I got John Cena at number six. Take away the, the jorts. Yeah, he's... The guy's huge. I mean, train wreck. You can see it. Yeah. Let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, you can actually see his thighs and how yeah. strong they are and everything. But shit, you look at him in a suit and... He looks like a square. Yeah, he needs to <laughs> literally made it, make it fit. 
Yeah, it's like they have to sew the suit onto him because yeah. I don't think he can get his arms. I don't think he can. I've got a buddy, uh, my friend Je- uh, Zach Wessel up in northern Illinois. He met him about 2007, I think, at a meet and greet. Uh-huh. And he said he does TV doesn't do him justice. Because he went up there and he looks like he's perpetually flexed. You know, even when he's he, even when he's relaxed, his muscles are huge. I can tell by how he walks that he's a big guy. Yeah, he's not a tall guy. He's six one, six two, maybe. Yeah, so, but he has those knees kind of pointed out yeah. as he walks. Yeah, he's he was a bodybuilder before he yeah. was a wrestler. And he's a football player. And a football player, that. yeah, a lineman. So he was always pushing the weight, you know. Yeah. All right, number five, a um, guy Marco might know, the uh, modern day warrior Kerry Von Erich. From uh, world class, Mr. Dallas, Texas. I will never forget the image, the Texas tornado. I will never forget the image of him riding a horse wearing nothing but gym shorts in one of his promotional videos. It is unsettling (laughs) (laughs) because it's in slow motion too. It's oh what there were you know who they were angling towards with that video. They were going for the ladies, yeah, because he had the hair going and it's that before his. Amputation. Yeah, this is like eighty, like early eighties. Okay. I think his accident was like eighty six. Okay, where he had to hide had, that hole. He had to shower with his boot on, so yeah. nobody saw that he didn't have a foot. Yeah, which shark I knew that too. No, I'm not surprised. No, okay. But the thing that's amazing is what he could do with one foot. Yeah, he did it like he had both feet. If I hadn't read Ric Flair's book in two thousand four, I I never knew. I thought he had both feet. I didn't believe it was real when I was told. Yeah, you thought it was one of those wise tales? Like, yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's Texas Tornado. How right. One foot. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, number four, and this is one I'm glad Narge is not here because he would throw something at me, brother. <laughs> I've got Hulk Hogan on here. Wait for it. <laughs> but, uh, okay, then. so, Hogan's on just because... Same deal as Warrior. He wasn't, like, ripped. You know what I mean? Right. He had, he had the big arms, but that was really about... And he was a big guy. He was a legit 300 pounds. Yeah, he's tall, ain't he? 6'6"? Six, yeah, 6'6 six, six, six or 6'7", six, yeah. But he wasn't, like, jacked. You know what I mean? Right. He could... Like, he had the 24... Yeah, he had the pythons, but other than that, he was just a, a thick guy. Just, yep. a, just a big guy. And I'm not saying that that's not impressive, because... Good Lord knows that I couldn't <laughs> do that. He would kill me. Probably still could. He's Probably. 69 years old, and he's still jacked to the gills, man. I wouldn't mess with him. Yeah. And I'm going to also, um, there might have been pharmaceutical assistance on many of these people on I'm the list. Sure there is. But we're not going to, uh, there's not an asterisk or anything on here, because just the pictures tell the stories on these people. All right, so so Hogan's my number four. Number three, I got Ravishing Rick Rude. I mean, you talk about you talk about being cut. This guy, he wasn't as big as some of these. I mean, he's not as big as like a Cena or a Hogan or a even a Kerry Von Erich. He was probably about two thirty five, two forty. Yeah, he wasn't a very but he was he was he was jacked in a lean way. Yeah, he was very fit. Right, right. When he posed for the ladies. Yeah, my mom really liked him. <laughs> I heard most women did. Yeah, uh, that's why he was always the one getting his trunks pulled down so that she goes ass to the crowd and everything. Yeah. And then the ladies would rewind the videotape back and forth. Well, 
uh, with their sons watching, which oh, was okay. off-putting. Yeah. I'm not saying who did that, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Right. But no, he was always... And then when he goes to WCW later and he filled out, he was bigger. Right. And, I mean, he was a little hairy, but, you know, he was still... That's when he was, like, big and muscled up, you know? What? He was in a suit most of the time, wasn't he? Well, that was when he was with the NWO. I'm talking when he went to the Dangerous Alliance in, like, 91. Oh, All right. Gotcha. But he was just this big stud. It was awesome. Uh, Number two, I got the total package, Lex Luger. Just kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. I think 4% body fat (laughs) in his his day. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Gym rat to the the core. And... uh, Yeah, uh, we when we were talking about him in the last episode, uh, Joe Lamandola made a really good point that what he's doing now is he's actually training people like in the gym. There's I forget the guy's name from Survivor that he's like working with. Yeah, I, I think I heard that on the podcast, but um, but he's actually in the gym with these people every day and like giving his giving his knowledge about it, even though he can't actually do the lifting anymore. Which is kind of his niche, you know. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. He's always owned gyms going way back to like the 90s. Right. But I don't know how much he actually did with the people, like helping people I there. I don't think he probably did much in that time. No, I think it was mainly just so he could have a gym and work out there for free. Yeah. Yep. Although, if he owned a gym, it's never free. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was always, when I was a kid, he was the most impressive looking guy I saw in, in wrestling. Just... You know, yeah. six five two seventy, give or take. Yeah. And like I said, not an ounce of body fat on the guy. No. Just completely jacked. Yeah. Uh, I, his work didn't quite measure up to the physique for the most part. It didn't, unfortunately. Didn't have to. No, it really didn't. <laughs> as long as he could do gorilla presses and torture racks and power slams, he was good. Yep. Pick up Yokozuna and call it a day. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that brings us to our number one. It's. Anybody, if you've been following the list, I think you know who it is. Former WWWF World Heavyweight Champion, Superstar Billy Graham. Because he was... he was The preacher? No, not that Billy Graham. (laughs) Uh, But no, he was really the first bodybuilder, like, with that kind of a a physique in wrestling. Like, Bruno was a powerlifter, San Martino, but he wasn't, like, ripped. Like, he didn't have the, the big, big muscles. He was just a big guy. Right. But Billy Graham made that part of his gimmick, like where he couldn't, like his manager had to help him get his T-shirt off before the matches because his muscles were too big. I think they said twenty-two inch pythons for him, so not as big as Hogan's, but 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 they looked more impressive than Hogan's. And yeah, yeah. and uh, even like to when he retired, like he retired in '87, I think, because of uh, back problems. But even then, he was still just huge. He still had the big muscles. It wasn't until after he started having the kidney problems and everything later on, he started kind of deteriorating. Right. Uh, still alive, very, uh, very, I think, very bitter about wrestling these days. Probably. He, oh, he was not kind to Ric Flair about the, uh, the, match. the match. He just did not have nice things to say he about speaks, that. He speaks his thoughts. He does, yeah. And I respect his opinion for that. And, uh, like I agree, the match wasn't stellar, but and Rick made me nervous. Passed out twice during the yeah, match. I, I heard that. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, I was like, come on. And yeah, and now I'm worried because then more people started offering Rick more money to do more matches, 
I think he's, I'm hoping that he's, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Billy Graham's my number one. Uh, I would have thrown Eddie Guerrero in there because he's in great shape. You know, Eddie, after 2002, when he came back. After his drug problem. After he got sober and just cleaned himself up. And he was in fantastic shape. Yeah. And, I would have put him over Warrior. I know it's a lot of big guy stuff in there. Yeah. If, just because I'm going with his size. and Right. Because Eddie was, like, 5'11", 6'0". Yeah, foot. he wasn't very It wasn't 6'0". No. But no, he was he was built like a brick shit house though. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of like good bodies in wrestling. Yeah, there is. over I mean, the years. Everybody's got their own top ten. Yeah. I would have just switched Warrior out with Eddie. Yeah, and I I would be okay with that. Uh, I didn't want to put Buff Bagwell on there. Please don't. It was his character, but he he wasn't measuring up to the other guys. Any no. of these guys, especially when he was feuding with Steiner. Yeah, I mean, well, what, <laughs> he would challenge Steiner to pose dance. I'll tell you a guy I could have put on there, which I didn't, was Triple H. When he came back from his quad injury? In 2002? He was, yeah, he was... Even uh, the commentators were like, oh my God. Yeah, he was the best shape of his life. He was, I think he got up to like 270. Yeah, he was a beast when he came back. Mm-hmm. All natural, too. He was. He yeah, never he, never yeah, failed a drug test. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a book on physical fitness, literally. Yeah. I haven't read it. Me neither. <laughs> we're still sitting here. I, I would like to. Just to get some, I, I need to lose a little bit of poundage myself, but I'm never going to be a chiseled Adonis. Nope. But I just wanted to use the term chiseled Adonis for know, some some reason. Yeah. All right, so that's our uh, that's our list for this episode, and it's a little bit early. From usually we go like two, two and a half, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Kyle, thanks for stepping in for Narge today. Hey, no problem. You always, as always, you got an open door anytime you want to come back and fill in. Uh, shout out to Narge doing the dad stuff, you know, being a being a good dad with uh, Kyler. Uh, shout out to Kyler, you know, he won first day with a new team, no practice. At least there may have been more, but that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to Menders for calling in, talking a little zero one with us. Uh, I'll check in. Uh, sorry we didn't get Kenny on. Uh, Kenny Bowen. Uh, like I said, he was getting ready to do his own podcast this evening, so we might have just gotten away from him. I just want to well, say I wish him much more luck than we had today. <laughs> right. So hopefully maybe we can get him rescheduled on another episode. But, well, uh, if he does, I'm coming back for that. All right. Because I imagine you have questions. I do. <laughs> all right. So I think that's a good time to uh, to call tonight. From, uh, from Tony Town, Champaign, Illinois. Uh, for Marco, for Kyle, this is Redman, and uh, we will see you guys in two weeks.